right, y'all. We are back with another episode. Y'all love to see it, truly and honestly. <laughs> um, today we are joined by the T H E E E. <laughs> Kai Foster, um, y'all, give a give a little virtual clap, clap it up, snap it up, whatever you gotta do. Um, we are going to let her introduce herself in a minute, but uh, before we get to that, let's go off into our introduction. Um, our sister, my sister, will lead, lead us off today. Yes, I will. I am Doctor E, and I am Donald Coleman, and welcome yes. back. <laughs> <laughs> unapologetic conversations with the Coleman's. Right. Um, so today we are joined by the Kai Foster. Um, she would love to introduce herself as she should. <laughs> so my name is Kai Foster. I'm a YouTuber, have been for like the past four years. I think that my content primarily focuses on, it's more of like lifestyle content, advice, trying to be like a big sister on the internet. And then I guess just above all, trying to be as honest and authentic that I can. Um, because I just feel like on the internet, that's really important. And it's really easy to get wrapped up into the fakeness of it all and what people present to you. So yeah, I just try to be as myself and honest as possible. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, just a disclaimer for anyone listening. I've been following Kai for a while now. I'm not going to say how long. Um, we're not going to expose myself like that. But no, definitely seeing you grow um, honestly inspired me a lot because your journey is so unorthodox. And I know me and Ebony, we were talking about it yesterday, how, um, you know, a lot of us, uh, we go on these paths and, you know, things our higher power has like set for us. And I think it's so dope seeing you do what you do. Cause like, you're inspiring a lot of people, whether you like to admit it or not. But <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you do, like you set, you set a blaze wherever you go. So I think it's really dope. Just keep doing what you're doing. Man. And I want people to know she has 259K <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. So baby girl is doing it very big on the YouTube community. So shouts out to you. We love to give our flowers, our roses to our kings and queens. And yes, ma'am, you are a queen. So welcome to the Unapologetic Conversation with the Coleman. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. We love to see you, honestly. Just... It's amazing. Um, so moving on, we're going to go into our coffee segment. Um, I will lead us off. Today, I'm drinking. I didn't get Starbucks. We're supporting small businesses today. Uh, I got Sweetwater Coffee. Uh, it's called a Dirty. It's not actually dirty, but it's called a Dirty Cold Brew. Um, I, I had like extra that. cream with it, and I also added cane sugar um, because I like my coffee sweet. She likes... My dear sister loves her coffee a little on the bitter side, but you know, <laughs> to, each, to each their own. Um, so yeah. And as you guys know, uh, I felt like he was being a little shady because I am a Starbucks maven. Yes, ma'am. I listen to our podcast and I'm like, you know what? I talk about Starbucks every week, but whatever. Fact is I go to Starbucks probably every day of my life. And today was no exception. I am currently drinking out of my K cup brewing. I am drinking my Pike Place Dark Rose, okay? Four pumps of peppermint today. And I did two raw sugar. And it's delightful. You know, my breath over here is very venti. And my caffeine is very high. And I'm just ready to get things started. So you're Kai. Um, she has a recipe for how she does her coffee. Like she adds peppermint. At first, when she told me that, I was like, "You put peppermint in coffee? Like, where it's I, it was the ingenuity for me. It was the innovation. Um, because she was like, when you drink peppermint with your coffee, it gives you like a minty breath. Mm. And I was like, okay, I kind of see it now. Like you just got out of a meeting or you're about to go into a meeting and you don't want your breath to be stank. Just ask for peppermint in your coffee. So she kind of put me up to that. I will give her that. Um, yes. I used to do a lot of meetings prior to COVID-19 at Starbucks. So I had to have my caffeine, but I didn't want to like make people feel like I had dragon breath. Yeah. The time. So that's how that came into play. I used to do the chewing gum, double mint mint chewing gum. Oh, my favorite. But it doesn't go too well with coffee. So when I seen that Starbucks had the mint, that's when I started adding it, playing around with it. And 
fell in love with it. So shout out to Starbucks. This is not sponsored. Not sponsored. In the future, gonna have that. <laughs> Listen, if anyone from the Starbucks team is listening and you want to cut a check. I'm here for I'm here. it. Uh, we're here for it. So moving on, we're going to go into what tools and techniques did you use this week to better yourself? Um, that is my sister's area of expertise. So we will go with her. And Kai, if you had anything to add, you're more than welcome to. Okay. Um, not to put you on yeah. spotlight, just. <laughs> like I'm ready. So this week was a crazy week. As you all know out there, either on YouTube, you watch us or via our streaming platforms. Yesterday, my brother and I had the honor of doing a mental health conference. It was amazing, but leading up to that point, um, time was crazy. So this week I had to hone in on my technique of time management. Um, making sure that yes, I'm allocating time towards our presentation and developing the research and the slides so that Donald and I looked professional at the university. And we'll talk about that a little later that we presented at, but just wanting to make sure that other things didn't fall by the wayside. Because yes, outside of my business, I do have a personal life and I like to have work-life balance. I'm a big advocate of that. That is self-care techniques that I like to utilize in my day-to-day. So this week I structured like no other. I literally have my hand hard <laughs> <laughs> J nut book that I keep by my side all the time. But what I did is I did time blocks this week. So my technique was, okay, presentation, I'm going to spend 30 minutes on that. Boom. Because we've already been there, done that. No need to go and rehash things that's already a well-oiled machine. Then after that, I scheduled time for my clients that I have in my private practice and then had to fit in my other contractual obligations, but making sure those time blocks was something that I did not deviate from so that I did not harbor in a place. And then at the end of the day, wonder and feel like I didn't accomplish things because I didn't stay tuned to my time management block. So that was my technique that I utilized this week to successfully not burn myself out, still take care of my self-care techniques and make it through this week. So, Kai, did you have anything you wanted to offer? Um, I think for me, I don't do anything necessarily too technical. I think that the biggest thing for me is just like staying present and reminding myself one day at a time because I feel like I get very easily overwhelmed by all the things that I have to do. And then I forget like you only have like a day at a time to actually do things. So just like being present, I definitely do like use a calendar and things of that nature to stay on top of things. But for the most part, I'm always just trying to like be clear up here in my head. Yeah, no, that's definitely important too. Like just, cause we get so easily caught up in just like the mundane, like day-to-day things where like sometimes we actually do these tasks and it's like, Am I here? Like my body is here, but is my mental here? Yeah, is the question. So definitely, um, I think being present, because um, there's a difference between right, like being there physically, but being there emotionally, mentally, like you know, things of that nature. So um, yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, I didn't have anything to add in particular. I think also with the time management thing, because for y'all, um, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm a rising junior. Um, I'm a biology major, double minoring in psychology and communications. Um, I start my summer semester today as we're recording this. So definitely um, learning how to get back on the physical planner grind is something that I need to work on a lot. Um, also incorporating digital planning as well. Um, Y'all have just been tuning in now. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the physical planner. Uh, I, I'm not against it 100%, but I'm not always for it because sometimes I feel like writing stuff down is like counterproductive, but also I understand why it helps because it's like physically you can see it. Um, so yeah, nothing specific to add with that. Um, yeah, moving forward, we're going to go into Stone of the Week, my favorite segment. Um, Every week, Kai, like, he just, <laughs> like, tools and techniques is not a thing. <laughs> we talk about this amazing time strategy. He goes, 
stone of the week, my favorite, the best of all. Here we go. I'm like, where, where was the introduction for tools and technique like that? <laughs> Listen, I feel like she's been meaning to say that for a minute. Um, but yeah, moving to stone, stone of the week, um, we have Red Jasper. If my camera will let me be great. Um, oh, you can kind of, it's focused too. It's like, yeah, you can kind of see it. I have my ring light on. Um, and this stone is really good if you're looking to stimulate your base chakra or like your root chakra. Um, this stone is really good if you're someone who struggles like creatively, artistically. It's a good stone to have to kind of stimulate those thoughts and that mind, uh, mindset. Um, it's really good also to help ward off negative emotions um, because I know for a lot of people, um, just day to day, like we get overwhelmed with our emotions. Like sometimes you could really <laughs> kind of just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so this is a really good stone to have to kind of just keep you grounded. Um, it's also a really good stone to meditate with as well. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, like I'm very spiritual, spiritualistic. So um, I sage, I do all that tarot, all that. <laughs> so um, it just keeps me grounded and, you know, I just love doing what I do. So that's our stone of the week. And then um, next we're gonna do our enlightenment of the week in honor, of course, of Mental Health Awareness Month, right? I wanted to give you guys this gem. Just because no one else can heal or do your inner work for you doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. I'll say it again. Just because no one else can heal or do your inner work for you doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. So on that particular note, I just want to say if you are having any issues with mental health, if you feel like mental health is a concern for you and you don't have anyone in your community that can support you or direct you, please know that there is a huge wellness community out there that is present and equipped to assist you. You have, of course, myself at DrEbonyComan.com for wellness coaching. You have Ms. Kai Foster's beautiful YouTube channel. And we're going to definitely get more into that. But guidance and empowerment is out there and never feel like you are alone. Yeah, and that's what I really uh, appreciate about this month because like, as we talked about it, I believe on the last episode, um, you know, May, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month, I think it's just awareness to bring to not only mental health, but just the stigma around it, uh, to destigmatize it, especially in our community, but we gonna save that for later on because that's one of our, one of our subtopics for today. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely, I always appreciate your enlightenments of the week. Um, they're always bomb. Hopefully Michelle Obama can still come on the show. Um, we're, we're, we're still, we're still manifesting on that. Yes. We're still, we're simmering on that. She's um, our friend in our head here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just, you know, we hope and we, we, we'll just throw it out there. Um, but moving forward, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our main topic of this week's episode, which is burnout in social media, particularly um, among Black content creators. Um, I know, um, just going ahead to get started, uh, I know Kai, you definitely have been talking about that uh, for a minute now. Uh, I've been watching your videos. Again, I'm a stan, y'all, what do you expect? <laughs> um, and a lot of the stuff you've been saying, you know, makes sense, especially when it pertains to our community, when it comes to burnout and social media and like how you were talking about um, the fakeness and how people glitz and glamorize it when in reality, there's a whole like dark side to it that people will only want to accept that so much, but they don't want to acknowledge that there is burnout when it's social media, especially when you're a content creator, because you love doing what you do. You love making videos or music or whatever it is your talent is. But at the same time, as Black content creators, we're oftentimes overlooked in our work. And just especially, I, and I know you're going to talk about it in a minute on YouTube. I know, like, that struggle is real. So I just, you know, want to get your inputs and thoughts on that. Yeah, um, burnout is super real. And I feel like a lot of people don't really acknowledge it because we do live in this culture of, you know, being super productive and like booked and busy. 
And obviously, like when you're not productive, you're not making money, unfortunately. That's important for a lot of people. But I think it's really important to like, you know, rest and give yourself a break because it's just like if you're not okay and good first, then like nothing that you can do will ever be at, you know, your best potential. So um, I guess on YouTube specifically, I think that burnout is definitely real amongst Black creators because we kind of already don't get the recognition that we deserve. So we're like working way harder, I feel like. And unfortunately, there are just so many problematic like white and non-Black influencers on the platform that can like, I don't know, say the N-word or do this like bad thing and still maintain their platform. And I feel like as a Black creator, there's just like so much pressure to like, be this perfect person and like influence and role model. And that's not always achievable or attainable. So that's usually when burnout for me comes into the picture because, you know, we have our bad days and moments as well. Um, yeah, that's just a that. <laughs> that's a really good feedback to the question because when I was looking at your YouTube channel, I also noticed that you're very transparent. Yes. I mean, a lot of the topics that you talk about, some people would never discuss. Like, y'all, we, say- you think we're unapologetic? Like, Kai, <laughs> I think, is the blueprint of truly just not giving a damn. I think yes. if not giving a damn was a person, it's Kai. Like, honestly, <laughs> truly. Really but I embrace that. Yeah, I'm to like create the content that I need in the moment. And sometimes it can be like a lot to digest if you're not used to like, I guess, absorbing such transparent information. But I feel like it always definitely does have a bigger purpose than me. And I feel like that's why I do it because, okay, I can be a little bit embarrassed for putting this out there. But like, if it's helping so many other people, then I feel like it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I agree with you. Oh, go ahead, Anna. Oh, I was just going to say really quick, um, when it comes to you being transparent, I think that's why, you know, as someone um, who has been following you for a minute now, I think I love to see it because you don't see that on social media. You only see what people's perception that they want to put out there. And what I love about you is that, you know, you're really bold, you're on Prob- like you're uh, not unproblematic, unapologetic with well, you what you're say saying. Unproblematic too. I mean, you're very unproblematic too. I mean, but I meant to say unapologetic with what you do. You know, you went to Howard. Like I loved your experience when you were talking about Howard. You know, because a lot of people, you know, don't want to accept the fact that you know HBCUs aren't cut and dry like people want them to be. And I really appreciate you know those videos that you made talking about your experience. You know, because a lot of people probably do need to hear that. So I think that's just one of the many things that we as black content creators, you know, we're always, that's why I think Ebony, you were talking about, like you talk about things that people just are like, she really is putting this out on YouTube. Like, <laughs> is she, is she okay? Like, you know, so. But you know what, it. those are conversations that need to be had. Um, these are conversations that a lot of people wish that they could talk about but they don't have the strength to be able to discuss it. So as much as some people might look at certain topics as being taboo, your viewers are high. And I'm sure that's because you're answering questions to a lot of people's wonders, right? It's a lot of people out here that's fighting depression. It's a lot of people that's feeling isolated still from COVID-19. And feeling like they should be booked and busy every day and they should be going along in the world like COVID isn't still present. And so that was one of the recent videos that I watched of yours when you were talking about how society wants us to be so present and so booked and basically what we used to be before the pandemic, but not addressing like it's a whole mental health issue going on out here, right? People have been isolated and in their homes quarantining for months, almost a year and a half at this point. So when you're now saying that the doors are open and you can go outside and you can go and interact with people, we still need to address the fact that, okay, how am I feeling social anxiety now that I'm going into spaces that I used to be so comfortable with a year and a half ago? And now I'm going in these spaces and I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling nervous. Or let's talk about depression or financial inequipped, right? Because it's a lot of people that want to go out to brunch on Sundays, but they're unemployed and have been unemployed for a year and a half at this point. So all of these 
social norms that I feel like society is trying to say is okay to do now, they're not addressing the undertones. Mm -hmm. So I would like to get from your perspective, when you made that video, what kind of triggered you? What inspired you from your viewpoint in regards to that particular topic? Um, at that point, I was 100% done with YouTube. I was like, maybe I should just quit. Um, because at that point, like I had never taken a break like in the pandemic since it started on my YouTube channel. I think that at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people were still, and I think even more so then trying to push the, the productivity and like, you know, being busy and how you can start a business, you know, during the pandemic and things of that nature. And so I think I went kind of too hard in the beginning of the pandemic. And then now that it's been here for like a year and a half, I was just like, well, what do I really enjoy doing? Like I need a break too. And I feel like on top of being a YouTuber, there's that pressure to kind of like film everything and like be in a more positive spirit. And I just didn't feel like I could do that. And I guess making the burnout video felt most natural to me because I didn't want to come back on the platform and be like, oh, hey guys, we're going to do my morning routine. Cause I didn't, that just didn't feel very like realistic. And even in making that burnout video, like it kind of rejuvenated me and like made me feel better about YouTube and that I could be more honest about how I was feeling on my platform because I definitely get a lot of comments about, you know, being depressing or negative when I feel like it's just more of a realistic perspective that I have on things. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think as content creators too, um, it's that level of transparency that people expect us to have, right? When reality, like, you know, we do have our private lives, you know, we have our personal lives and it is very interesting being a content creator nowadays because people expect you to film and record everything. Like, <laughs> because now like you have these vloggers, you know, like, um, you know, relationship YouTube and like people who, you know, like y'all know what I'm talking about, like YouTubers who like get together and like, you know, they record like, oh, we're having a baby and like they record every day of the pregnancy. And it's like, normal people don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Now people are starting to really think that that is the norm. Like they're starting to think that um, it's okay to do all this. So I don't know, I definitely understand like when you're a content creator, it is hard to kind of balance that level of transparency that you wanna have, but also still respect your own personal boundaries, right? So. Important, right? You have to have that interpersonal balance because without that interpersonal and play a role in being a content creator, but it also plays on the psyche. And I think that sometimes people don't acknowledge that. Yeah, I yeah. hundred percent. Um, okay. Kind of like going back to people like posting and vlogging all like everything that they do. I feel like it's also difficult as a content creator just cause like I'm also in the pandemic. Like I'm also at home doing absolutely nothing at times. Like I can't act like I'm living a life that I'm not. And I feel like a lot of times content creation and like more specifically influencers, they just feel like they're like worlds away. And like, I've just never felt like that. I feel like I've always wanted to like relate to my audience and to be present with them. So I definitely understand that. And Donald, did you want to pick up? I know we had lost you for a second with the Wi-Fi, but did you want to pick up where you left off? Um, yeah, I was saying, um, I do apologize for that. Um, my Wi-Fi, I live in a student apartment, okay? Y'all just gonna have to deal with it. Um, you didn't pay the bill. You had to run and go pay that bill right quick listen, and then come back. Don't we do that. I, I, keep my, I keep my bills all the way paid, okay? Um, but I picking up where I was leaving off, um, I was saying that people nowadays expect a certain level of transparency with content creators. And I was saying that people um, expect too much, like we are still humans at the end of the day, right? Like we're still humans. We still have our lives, our personal lives, our personal relationships beyond our respective platforms, beyond YouTube, beyond Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. So I was saying that as content creators, you know, I think a good way to prevent burnout is to kind of create this level of, or 
I guess, set hard boundaries with yourself and your viewers, because I think, you know, as viewers, you know, we want to see good content from, you know, whoever we're watching, but at the same time, understand that we're humans at the end of the day, we still go through things and, like, I hate people that, or I'm not going to say hate, hate is a strong word, <laughs> kids, don't use hate, I strongly dislike people who uh, get on influencers about, like, their content has changed or like, you know, and Kai, I'm pretty sure you've gotten comments like, oh, what happened to Kai? Like, you know, a few years ago, like Kai in high school, like we want that Kai back, but it's like that Kai no longer exists. Like this is the Kai that I am now. And it's like, y'all are either gonna take it or leave it kind of thing. And it's like with any content creator, it's just like that level of, I don't know, like stand culture, it's just, it's kind of weird nowadays. Like people, especially during quarantine, like all we have now is time and space to just be on YouTube and TikTok, so. I could sit on TikTok for hours, but <laughs> to me, it's kind of, it's kind of like a um, self-care coping thing because it allows for me to just zone out and not think about anything. <laughs> and I know it's weird and it's probably awkward to think about it and talk about it in that way. But I think that with the age of technology and then going through the pandemic, our coping skills have changed. Sure. And <laughs> I, I think during the presentation I had talked about that yesterday, it's like, it's okay every now and then to check in with yourself, do a self inventory and see if your self-care techniques that you used to utilize are even appropriate or a part of who you are today. I know for me, a year and a half ago, prior to COVID, a lot of things as far as like TikTok and Instagram wasn't a big priority for me. But now since COVID, starting my business and then launching as Dr. Ebony Coleman, my main thing now, I look at social media as a way to proponent my business, to like propel me in a way that allows for me to market myself so people can see not only am I selling you vitamin supplements or holistic lifestyle, I live this thing. Like this is a part of who I am and I've been doing it for years. So I think for me, the powerful thing about social media is it allows for me to create content, but the content is something that I feel like I'm able to feel empowered by because it's my lifestyle. Versus I feel like it's some people, they may create content that it looks good, but then it burns them out because what you're creating is not a part of who you are. You're just creating this because you think that's what society wants from you. So Kai, I've seen you pointing this finger, so I'm gonna tap in into what that probably meant. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying like, I agree with that 100%. I definitely feel less connected to my content creation when I feel like I have to do things like strictly for my audience and like not also for myself because I feel like that's how it was when I started it. Like I was doing YouTube for like three people. And now that I have an audience, like I definitely do lose out of the fact that it's like still my channel. Like, I don't know, that sounds crazy, but like I do forget that a lot of the time. So I definitely um, relate and understand what you were saying. It's just like that realization, like, oh, I'm Kai Foster. <laughs> like, like <laughs> it's just like, you probably look like, oh, Kai Foster. It's like, oh wait, I, I'm Kai Foster. Oh, okay. right. all right. Okay, cool. Um, it's just that self-realization that like, you are this person, this image that like people, you know, look up to kind of thing. And that's another reason, um, another thing I want to touch on too, Kai, um, if you're comfortable talking about this, I know you made a video um, talking about your mental health and dealing with burnout and dealing with YouTube, being on the platform and um, you seeking um, mental, like a mental health practitioner. Um, what has your experience been with that? Um, and what would you like, your experiences with mental health, like how do you think that uh, plays a factor into being a content creator? Um, I think that my experiences with mental health have definitely been up and down. Like I'm a content creator, but I started when I was 17. I'm just now 21. So I'm always going through, like, through these very transitional periods at all times and like trying to figure out who I am as a person. Um, in the beginning, like I didn't really, I wasn't as open about my mental health. But um, as like time went on on my channel, I realized that I had depression. And then just recently, I realized that I had ADHD. And I've had that for my whole life and like didn't even know. And I guess like 
I've been trying to figure out the best method for coping with these things. And I've tried, you know, mental health practitioners and counselors and that stuff. But I will say it has been a little bit challenging for one, because of the cost barrier. Like it is so expensive to get medication and to talk to therapists, especially when you don't have health insurance. But also just like finding that right person is also kind of difficult because I did have a therapist not too long ago, but she had like literally no understanding of ADHD. It was more so just like depression and anxiety. So I feel like with mental health, I've definitely been on this constant journey of trying to find what works for me and with me because at the moment, I'm like constantly thinking about if I should get on medication because there's a lot of stigma around that as well. I've been on antidepressants in the past, but then I realized that I had ADHD, so I had to get off of them. And it's just like been this up and down. But honestly, like I said before, I'm just taking it one day at a time and trying to just be more patient and gentle with myself because I'm like, you know, going through these mental health struggles also within a pandemic and a lot of the other stuff that's going on right now. That's a real thing. Um, I want to give some advice in regards to like searching for a mental health practitioner. It is a job within itself, right? And finding someone that you feel is like equally yoked to where you are in your life is very difficult. And it's an umbrella out there of like mental health practitioners, but it's so many different like subgroups that fall up under that umbrella that if you don't do your research, you can come back with the feeling like mental health is not something I want to go down. That is a road that's not going to assist me. Trust me, I get it. For me, the recommendation that I would give to like maybe you or people that's tuning in is like when you do your homework, understand that just because someone has like this great flashy title, research them and see what their research is, what their specialty is and see if that's aligned to something of your interest or something that you feel like you want a part of your mental health journey. Because it is, it's a journey. It's a partnership. When you say this is like your therapist or your mental health provider, this person is supposed to be able to go on a journey with you that is structured in a way that they're your assistant. They're assisting you on this journey. So if you're showing up to your therapy or wellness coaching appointments, and you're feeling like they already have everything laid out and you haven't even had a consultation with them, that might be a warning sign, right? Because that person might be trying to give you blanketed treatment when you're looking for something that's more individualized. So always do your homework on them. For me, for instance, I'm a trained psychologist, but my specialty is in forensics and self-care. Why? Because that's what I've done my research on and that's how I got that specialization. So just because I have the flashy title of psychologist doesn't mean I know everything about mental health. So that would be like my recommendation way of like navigating the world of mental health and trying to find a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a wellness coach is to look at their research and see what they're accredited in, because that a lot of times speaks volumes about how your treatment will be with them. Yeah. I don't know yeah. about doing that. I think for the most part, like, a lot of the therapists that I've worked with, I think that they're just like kind of eager to get new clients and not necessarily always like feeling you out. So that's definitely like a major key. I think I could also probably just do better at asking questions. Okay. So I can't like assume that they know everything, but obviously that's not the case. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I, I want you to know that you're in, empowered on your journey. This is still your journey. And you have to feel comfortable with it because at the end of the day, when that therapist or mental health practitioner goes away, you want to feel like you have the tools and techniques now to carry on on this journey without constantly having to have someone there for you. So that would be my recommendation. Brother, I know you have something to weigh in over there. I see you patiently waiting. So Listen, I just love the conversation. <laughs> no, like I, I was uh, granted actually because it's just so like moments like these are so dope because it's like you have um black individuals in the field of mental health in itself saying that in a sentence it's just so dope right because like a lot of people don't know that a lot of people don't know what to do when it comes to mental health and it's just so 
cool that uh, you know I'm so glad that you're my sister. Like moments like these, it makes me so glad that you're my sister because like you are out here giving people resources and to help people in our community. And I think that's so empowering in itself. So I just, you know, proud, proud brother moment right there. Brother, that's so um, sweet. You see, he loves me, Kai. <laughs> I like, listen, she thinks I'm shady, but I, I genuinely do love her. But um, no, on a more serious note, uh, since it is Mental Health Awareness Month, I think it's so important that people, like you said, do their research when it comes to finding, um, especially in our community, right? Because we have a certain subset of, I don't want to say issues, What's the right word I should use, sister? I know you are walking dictionary. I would say our PTSD looks a lot different from other cultures, right? Yeah, so if, like if people don't know, that's post-traumatic <laughs> stress disorder. <laughs> like it just it, it presents it like our like in our community that presents way different than other communities. So I think it's so dope to have people that look like us in these fields to help guide people to mental health, to get therapy, to go to counseling, because that's a huge stigma in our community. And I know, Kai, uh, I know you probably, I think you talked about it on your channel, like the stigma when it comes to mental health in the Black community. Because um, like you were saying on your journey, you know, you definitely had comments um, from, you said, close people in your life about going to therapy. So I know you probably know that firsthand, the stigma and the black backlash that comes with that. So. Um, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think with my experience, like within the Black community regarding mental health, I can really only speak on my like family and close friends. Mm -hmm. But I just know that like the generation before me, like my parents weren't as equipped with the knowledge about it. So it's definitely just being patient with them as well. Because I feel like I can be super quick to just judge older generations for not understanding things. But if that, you know, knowledge and information isn't present, then like, there's a certain amount of, you know, learning that has to take place. So it's definitely like an ongoing journey trying to get other Black people to understand mental health. But I think it's most important that us as a Black community understand that it's like, you know, for our betterment. Because I feel like a lot of the time when you bring up mental health, people think that it's just such a negative thing and that you're trying to like, you know, take away pieces of them. I don't really know how to like explain it. But yeah, I just feel like it's really important that we as a community start talking more openly about it and not being so private about the things that we go through because it doesn't make us weak. And I think you do a really good job on your YouTube channel by being open. When you were just saying in our community, we need to be open. If you were like a poster child for being open, I would say like that is right in alignment to who you are. <laughs> Seriously, like being on your platform and speaking about these things, one thing that I want you to know, it's very captivating, very captivating because you're creating space and creating grace for people in a way that I feel like our culture does not do, right? It's like you make one bad mistake and then you're shunned or you're part of now the canceled culture, right? Everybody's getting canceled. I'm like, I can't keep up. Who canceled this week? I'm being, I'm okay, I don't know. So I think that creating those type of platforms opens up a dialogue conversation that changes terminology, right? And when I say that, it can still be, we're talking about mental health. We can still be talking about major depression. But when you have these terms and now you're openly talking about them, it creates a normalization of the term. And it allows people from having this negative stigma to now realizing, oh, mental health is a real thing. It's not anything to be ashamed of. Pretty much 99.5% of the population has some type of mental health disorder. And I would almost err on the side of everybody has something going on. So I will go with 100%, right? And so like I shared before, the DSM is over 900 and something pages. Somebody all of us on this platform right now could open up the DSM and align ourselves to some type of mental health disorder in there. I mean, it's just a real thing. You go through things in life, challenges in life, and it does evoke some type of trauma. And then trauma that goes unhealed, right? It's trauma that can then manifest itself into a mental health disorder. That's just the nature of the game. That's what it is. So to create spaces like what you do, 
And I know that you probably get negative feedback, but one thing that I want you to know is for that one negative feedback, it's a thousand people out there that is supporting you. They might be quiet. They might not say, but you're creating space and grace for people to cultivate conversations of normalcy and to feel proud about things that society tells them is not okay. They now feel proud and connected to a community that's creating grace and space for them. So I want to give you that, okay? For sure. I like need that reminder because I'd be forgetting like, ugh, what am I doing? But that definitely just made my day. Listen, my <laughs> sister, like she's a, she's everyone's hype man. She'll be like, oh, sis, you know, dropped your crown. Here, pick it up. Pick it, like, pick it up. Pick, pick it back it. up. Um, but I definitely do have a question for you, Kai, um, or more so anyone can answer, really. Um, what do you guys think could be the main proponent as to why um, when it comes to social media, people, I'm just going to say in our community as well, kind of put on this air, like everything's okay, it's okay. But in reality, a lot of Black content creators, like, and I know over the past, I think year, year and a half, two years, like a lot of people have come out saying they're burnt out on YouTube. Like a lot of YouTubers and content creators, you know, have mental health uh, disorders, whether it's anxiety, burnout, depression because of their work. So how do you guys feel like, what do you think could be done necessarily to kind of curb that? Um, this is an interesting question. I feel like especially like when you, when you work within social media, like your perception is super important. And unfortunately it pays the bills sometimes. I mean, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. But I don't know, I just feel like, especially given the fact that we've gone through this pandemic and that it's shown just like, which I don't know how to word this. I feel like the pandemic has just shown us the true side of so many systems that like we operate within. I think that now more than ever, it's important to just kind of like let that I don't want to say social media guard down, I guess, and to just be like more transparent and open. Granted, that looks different for everybody because I know that my version of being open is sometimes talking about trauma. I don't feel like you have to always talk about your trauma to be valid on social media or to matter. I think it's just about being, you know, absolutely true to yourself and not always trying to follow a trend because sometimes trends can like be harmful. I tell people trends are like seasons, right? They're ever changing. So if you're trying to be trendy, <laughs> you need to be prepared to ever change because everybody is developing new norms and they're developing new fashion tips and what's in and what's out. You have to just really be comfortable and confident in who you are and just stay aligned through all the seasons, through all the trends, because what's not hot right now Six months from now can be the hottest thing rocking, right? So even going back to the YouTube and feeling like the burnout, I would say like, just stay aligned to truthfully who you are. Don't worry about if society is rocking with you or not. Don't worry about if your viewership is so high when you do this one thing versus the other. If versus the other is where you are today, do it. Because it might not be hot, like I say, right now, but six months from now, something could happen in society. Somebody could reflect back on what you talked about in that actual YouTube. And then that YouTube could explode six months from now. That actual, this one topic. So just stay content aligned. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna go with. Stay content aligned to who you are and where you are in your life because Society will rock with you one day once they see that you're consistently yourself. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. Because like even when I like kind of went bigger on YouTube, it was from a video that I had posted eight months ago. So you like really never know what could happen if you stay true to yourself. Yeah, I think especially, uh, you know, because all three of us are, you know, content creators in some form, fashion, sense. Um, And I think for a lot of us, on these platforms and it doesn't it doesn't add that we are people of color because when i tell you the algorithm is not for us <laughs> like and kai i know i know you've talked about it i know like we're gonna get into that in a second but the algorithm was not made for us so when i see other people like us you know out here you know promoting their work you know um what's that saying you know support i support anyone black period because i think 
the more we get into that mindset, it's like the more growth that we'll see. But until we start doing that, then that's where we're going to see the struggles and the burnout because it, I feel like support starts at home and starts within the community. And, you know, you see with other content creators, you know, their fan base rocks with them. Meanwhile, for someone who is a person of color, you know, fan base is always shaky. Engagement might be low, you know, things of that nature. So I definitely, you know, we have our work cut out for us. I mean, no one's going to sit up here and deny that. But I think the sooner that we kind of recognize that and understand that our work, you know, is aligned to what we're trying to get out of professionally and like personally, I think we'll set a pace, set a good pace for all of us. So for people that are tuned in because you are Kai Foster, right? You are out here, like I said in the beginning, with 259K subscribers. Okay, let's give it up. Let's give it up. Let's right. give it up. For the ones that's tuned in and they have like this dream of becoming a content creator, developing this amazing YouTube channel and being unapologetically themselves, Okay. What type of advice would you like to give them on their journey? Um, I think the number one, as we've talked about it, just like throughout this um, conversation is to be yourself. It's such a cheesy piece of advice, but it's literally gotten me this far. And I feel like on social media, it's very, very easy to get caught up in what everybody else is doing. And then also, don't compare your journeys because it is social media and you really don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So like just stay to what you enjoy doing and like creating and don't get caught up in, you know, what everybody around you is doing and the numbers because that can get really bad really fast if you're specifically doing stuff for the numbers. You have to do it for you as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people, oh, uh, I was just going to say really quickly, um, to add on to that, a lot of people, I think, start YouTube channels and podcasts, like, because when we started our podcast, we knew in the beginning that it was not going to be all uh, rainbows and sunshine going into this. Like, we knew, we sat down, you know, weeks before we even produced our first episode, you know, we just kind of knew this was going to be a grind. And so I think for a lot of people, um, especially in, like, in the ranges of our two generations, like my sister's generation, you know, Kai, you and ours, I think a lot of people want instant validation. Yeah. I will say that again, because that just struck <laughs> a nerve. Instant validation, I think a lot of people want that. And you have to understand that that's just not how it's gonna play. I mean, you have some people who you could post one flashy little TikTok and you get 3 million views. Not saying that it doesn't happen, but for those of us who are in it for the longevity, it's just if you are trying to do this uh, long term, just know that you're going to have nights where you're going to question yourself and you're going to question your content and you're going to be, I want to quit. I want to quit. But like, don't <laughs> quit, seriously, yeah. because you're going to wake up like six months later and be like, wow, I wish I wouldn't have did that. Yeah. And now you're working like a nine to five and you're not happy. So I know we are rapidly approaching the end, right? I don't want to let you go, but we have to. <laughs> so um, for people that are tuned in and would love to see your YouTube or maybe follow you on social media platforms, I want to go ahead and provide space for you now to be able to give out all of those apps. Okay, so my YouTube is Kai Foster. My Instagram and Twitter and TikTok are all Kai M. Foster. And of we course, though, we'll, we'll always link that in the description box below. So y'all can go. Um, if you missed it, it will definitely be in the box below. Um, yeah, what were you about to say? This is I was going to say the same thing. We, of <laughs> course, are going to notate all of that <laughs> below. So you had it, brother. Um, but yeah, no, I just want to thank you so much for coming on, Kai. It's been really great having you, despite my little technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> listen, I, we, listen I, I'm 19. You know the struggle. We never have it truly together. Um, <laughs> well, we'll have it together for a long time. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on, making space. Um, of course, you're always welcome back on the show. We loved having you. We love talking to you. 
Uh, I definitely think this conversation was well needed, especially um, considering May. Again, Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, I think we need to take time to talk about these things because I think we grow, you know, not only as individuals, but as a community, right? Because people are seeing us, you know, we're out here doing, being content creators, putting stuff out. And I think it's so important to showcase that there's a whole nother side to it that a lot of people don't see behind the scenes. So I truly appreciated it. Well, thank you. I was really, um, I'm really glad that you guys invited me on the show. This conversation was just, I love how open that we were with each other. So I'd definitely be open to coming back on here and talking <laughs> whatever <laughs> y'all we made a little teaser season three Kaime. <laughs> she made she made listen listen see season three tune in but no seriously thank you for coming on thank and you so thank much. you guys so much for listening again if you are watching this on youtube kai you already know the deal you already know the deal if you're watching this on youtube please hit the bell icon make sure you like comment subscribe and share she did the whole movement and everything That's right. the whole- <laughs> Honestly, I should have just let Kai do it at this point. Right. It's like, this is this is her field. <laughs> this is her uh, specialty. This okay. is her specialty. But um, and if you guys are watching this on Apple Music, Spotify, whatever, make sure you guys give us a five star rating, boost that algorithm, get us up there. Um, and yeah, I know, sister, you have your. We got to plug you, of course. Um, plug, plug, plug. Always at dreveneycoleman.com. If you are looking for wellness coaching, if you need fitness wear, ebooks to align to your journey of health, and also just recently my vitamin supplements by Dr. E, make sure you go ahead and check me out at dreveneycoleman.com. Don't she have like a model smile, y'all? If you watch this on YouTube, don't she just. <laughs> giving oh, you be making me feel so good Kyle. I'll be leaving here like yes queen you got it <laughs> listen that's what siblings are for but thank y'all yes. so much for tuning in and we will see y'all next week thank you Bye.